All right. Yeah, it's going. Hey, this is 31. Episode number. Episode 31 with Joel Robinson. Shit, I almost forgot. <laughs> How could you forget? I don't know. So What's rude. my last name? Uh, Dangus. Yeah, yeah. Bart Dangus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Follow we're us. We're here. Oh, on yeah. On Instagram. Follow them. At Soth Podcast. Don't. On SoundCloud. I don't <laughs> like know. our shit. Like it. Leave a review. Subscribe on iTunes. Do all those things that you never do. But just do it. You guys are on that iTunes? That yeah. I, yeah, dude. Oh. It's official. <laughs> Worldwide. We're in the <laughs> podcast app. I'm not even on iTunes. <laughs> 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 Worldwide. International. Superstar. LLC. TM. <laughs> Time Warner. Time Warner. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we're, just, we're here with Joel at Joel's house. And... I feel like we don't ever do intro. Well, Sometimes we do. How do you yeah, know Joel? I don't know. Joel. Played in a band with him. What band? Cool dude. We played in a band very spectacular called Pre-Cum. Hey, we're almost going to have all the former members of Pre-Cum on the podcast. I know. Yeah. Are you guys going to do Drew next? Maybe. We might do it tonight yeah. if we get drunk enough. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, for those of you that remember the episode with Mickey Flappicelli. Flappicelli. <laughs> 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 she didn't like want her last name. So we just fucking made up a name on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's rocks. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> damn it. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, no, it's something different now that she's yeah, married. Yeah, she got married. Oh, what is it? Boil? <laughs> <laughs> it's a <Yeah>. crepe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you guys were in a band. Yeah. How was that? What kind of music huh. was it? What kind of music was it? Uh, I don't know. Trash? Like dis- <laughs> disgusting noise debauchery <laughs> drunk <laughs> <laughs> drunk among other things yeah, f- <laughs> fucked up <laughs> fubar fubard major seven interval <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes okay the entire time is that what you're doing the whole time pretty much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like really disgusting chord oh i was like i don't just get it wait yeah just, just Play play a major seven interval real quick, just so you get a taste. Here, I can hold the mic for you. Yep, that's. Just imagine that really loud and fast and angry. And just slide sliding it up and down. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm a lot more educated. Than <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, but now. You play in a real band. <laughs> 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 so if you could call it that, then, you know, real. <laughs> and it's called Sun Trio, yeah? Yes. Yes. Tell me about it. Um, uh, well, it's mostly improvised. Uh, and we How many people are in it? It's rotating. It's always rotating. Um, but so you're like the main daddy. The main daddy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, um, yeah, and then I get to kick people out when I want to. And then uh, <laughs> sometimes we have horns, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we have world instruments of all sorts. And sometimes like it's just the guitar. Yeah, yeah, like the guitar um, or the banjo. And uh, and that's pretty m- much it, you know, improvisation and uh, like completely improvised every time. No. No, no, actually not. 
Um, <laughs> so it's not improv at all. <laughs> it is, you know, I guess I came, I come up with a basic set of ideas and present it to the rest of the band, and then I leave it up to them uh, to interpret whatever that may be and uh, take it for themselves. I tell them what key it is or something. I'm just like, hey, go at it. Have fun. Have a, have a time of your life, you know? Sick. But, um... What do you primarily play? Guitar? Yes. Among... But don't you play saxophone or something, too? One of uh, those blowy instruments? <laughs> saxophone. Kazoo. Um, the uh, black one. The kazoo, yeah, <laughs> the kazoo, bass clarinet, uh, uh, banjo, um, uh, a bass... Uh, there's a you know there's always moving around. <laughs> we're just we're just trying to travel you know and have have fun with improvisation and uh, uh, music uh, outside the realm of American culture. Uh, uh, we really love Middle Eastern music and uh, Southeast Asian music and Latin music. Like uh, my roommates who are also in my band, they lived in Central America for a very long time. Uh, and they introduced me to a lot of forms of Latin music, like cumbia music and um, Sick. Uh, salsa and all sorts of different things. Um, and then in exchange, I've got them into a lot of different musics that I'm into from the East, um, music from North Africa, like Morocco, uh, you know, traditional Middle Eastern music. I, you know, I try to get as much as I can or learn about these different types of music as mu much as I can from... Arizona. <laughs> uh, like from living here? <laughs> Just, you know, being here and being uh, able to get on the internet, access the internet. <laughs> the interstate and, highway? And use that great resource known as Google. Goggle. <laughs> Goggle. <laughs> and, um, and try to learn these different forms of music and apply them to uh, uh, Western instruments. That's sick. And like you have a record coming out. Hopefully, we 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 might. Yeah, we we put out uh, a tape a year and a half ago, and it was uh, just like random uh, jazz ramblings with some um, uh, different influences of different music. Can you listen to that on the internet? Yeah, you can find yeah sound, SoundCloud, man. SoundCloud, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. I, And then as soon as this comes up, I'm gonna delete all <laughs> on SoundCloud. <laughs> just replace them with like you just talking. Yeah, and and you know I we're trying to expand our horizons into whatever it is. I mean, we do we just you know sit around in our um, room and turn the recorder on and just record anything or everything um, and then we have more um, structured ideas sometimes and then not so structured ideas and just kind of where it goes does I anybody play a sampler no 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 maybe at one point uh, there was all sorts of different people that I don't even remember that were in the band because I mean I was still you know fucked up <laughs> when I started this band how long have you been doing this Five or six years. Now? Holy shit! God yeah. damn. Yeah, uh, it originally started with uh, Elmo. I don't know if you remember Elmo. Yeah, I don't like that guy <laughs> very much. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Uh, you know. 
um, of Meat Puppets fame. He he, oh, yeah. he played he played drums in it originally, and then um, my friend uh, Tyler, who was strung out with me, played saxophone, and it was just oh shit guitar, sax, and drums for a really really long time, and we would just get really fucked up on like Xanax, heroin, and and alcohol, and just make a bunch of noise, um, which was entertaining. At uh, the time, I fucking bet. <laughs> um, and then it kind of uh, <coughs> evolved into a more um, uh, intelligent thing, <laughs> <laughs> semi-intelligent thing. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, because I haven't seen you for a while, and then I ran into you like a week ago, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're like a completely different person. <laughs> I I would hope so. I I I hope I'm not as much as a shitbag. <laughs> I was like a, a a waddling, living, breathing piece of shit for <laughs> a very, very, very long time. I don't remember eight years out of my life. Like, did I did I re- did I tell you about running into Devin when I got out of rehab, and how he remem- oh. he he remembered me, but I had no idea who he was. Damn. Absolutely. Like and and he was like he's like yeah I'm Mickey's friend like I we've been around each other before I'm like I don't remember damn I'm sorry <laughs> well yeah just to catch everybody up like when we when we first met and like played together like you were doing all the dirties I, yeah I was I was already an active uh, heroin addict for yeah for a while and I had no fucking idea <laughs> I yeah. I mean like except towards the end when shit started like blow up but uh yeah i mean that was a fucking crazy time like <laughs> i mean i didn't do any of that stuff but <laughs> <laughs> i just drank too much <laughs> i know and then i tried to get your uh, pills off you all the time my uh heart medication i don't know what it was, <laughs> it was i was like pill. why would you want blood thinners <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't those it was like uh you had some like oh in yeah i think time. i like i was in the hospital recently or something and i had vicodin yeah and I wanted them all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I gave you one or something. I think a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I remember you like crushing them up and like snorting them. And did I, was I like, really? I was like, oh, shit. That's a fucking waste. <laughs> Is that a waste? Oh, yeah. I can't believe I did that. Like of your brain or of the pill? Of the pill itself. Oh. What's better? Just eating it. Oh, really? Putting up your butt. <laughs> it's it's bad to snort a pseudomethamphine. I, I have no fucking idea. I'm a, you know, I know. I'm a, I'm a pharmacist. <laughs> a pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been sober? On my birthday, October 28th, I will be three years sober. Dope. Damn. Which is weird and enlightening, and uh, it's been great. How long have these years been for you? <laughs> uh, I actually remember everything. Yeah. You know, and the greatest part about it all is that you know. There's a lot of people that like, yeah, you use drugs to to for creativity and uh, mind expansion, blah blah blah, and all this other stuff. And, uh-huh. and I'm not like anti-drug <coughs> by any mean. Like I think you know uh, they could be useful in some ways, and um, I don't regret the experiences that I had using drugs at all in any shape or form. And I would never be down on a person for using drugs in any shape or form. Um, but I uh, uh, I've seen my creativity like completely spike out of coming out of like heroin addiction. Like as soon as I was sober, I like I've literally 
not stop writing music since getting sober. And I've recorded, we've recorded hours and hours and hours and hours of music. Damn. And we just have like too much stuff to try to attempt to put out and don't have the means to really do it. And mm -hmm. uh, it's all um, funded by me. So, and yeah. Let's Donate to SunTrio. <laughs> 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 no, I, d I don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, so along with that, then, you know, I, I, you know, I also now work in behavioral health and uh, with substance abuse users. And currently I work in um, uh, permanent supportive housing. So I, I help homeless individuals, chronically homeless individuals, uh, obtain housing and then give them services uh, so that they can fight substance abuse, uh, so they can connect with doctors and get healthy, and so they can you know, essentially just live better lives and not be on the streets anymore. That's sick. It's it, like a lot of people that do that work, are they former like abusers or? With the <laughs> I mean like, yeah. I, th I think it depends on the organization kind of. Mm -hmm. um, the organization that I work with, uh, they hire specifically, you know, ex-cons, ex-felons, um, ex-drug addicts. Um, so it's more easier for these individuals who are coming off the streets and coming off drugs and coming off being criminals or whatever, you know, which that that's not always the case. Sometimes it's a fucking, you know, a mom, you know, that's got addicted to her pain medication. Damn. Um, so they can relate to these individuals better, you know? Um, and I think that, that that goes a long way in a lot of shape or forms, you know? To have someone relatable to talk to. Mm -hmm. And that's somebody that's not gonna like, you know. Judge you. Yeah, and, and, and then come from, you know, an outsider perspective of like, why, why can't you just, you know, why can't you just, you know, drink alcohol, you know, on occasion or like, you know, smoke weed on occasion. It's It's really people that like, like, oh, yeah, dude, I get it. I was strung out as fuck on heroin for years. Or, you know, I loved smoking meth and crack. <laughs> and, like, you know, uh, I get that you're an IV user. Like, you know, all that stuff. So. Damn. That's so fucking intense. Like, I don't know. I never had any desire to do that stuff. It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, it there's a lot of things that kind of go into it and you know at the end of the day I can only blame myself for uh, the things that I desire I really I was really attracted to the taboo certainly you know and you know I'm fucking pessimistic as fuck so you know so, so you you were attracted to it because it was bad uh, maybe not because it was bad but it was uh, this like alternative to uh, this this uh, American dream lifestyle spewed bullshit that you know that we're we're so programmed into believing for such a very long time. And I got into it really young, you know, and I was just like, you How know. How old were you? I was. Into heroin specifically really young? Yeah. Uh, and the first time I used, like, you know, pills, uh, more specific, like opiates and stuff, I was about 15. Damn. And uh, that was on and off and on and off with coke, on and off with weed, on and off with everything, you know. And then at the very end, I was, I was using... Um, it was mainly heroin, but heroin and speed uh, for a good while. Which Together? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to not do that? Uh, it depends on the way you look at it. Yeah. Perhaps, you know. I don't know. I just always, <laughs> <laughs> I always understood that you're not supposed to do uppers and downers together. I, 
Well, yeah, I've heard that, but isn't that like what makes it all fun? <laughs> mm. Like double. Well, it just seems like fun. it defeats the purpose of either drug. Or uh, no comment. <laughs> I, d- I won't go into that. Really? Uh, I mean, I don't want to like you know uh, uh, promote the wonderful feelings that can be obtained from uh, casual uh, heroin and methamphetamine use, but. Um, uh, it is quite wonderful. Uh, the well, I mean, I don't think, like, I think, I don't know, talking about it's fine, but, like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure that fucking feels fantastic. Like, it's probably, like, I mean, I've heard you say it's the best fucking thing ever. Yeah, heroin by itself, certainly, and then and then you add, you know, meth, and it's just like, whoa, this, how did this get any better? I, did, I, I couldn't Damn. think it, it could get any better. But you know, you see, you you get this image of like heroin addicts, like just like nodding out and sleeping, uh-huh. and you get like that in between. St- it's always like chasing that uh, uh, that middle ground, that like perfect high. Once right. you get to that point of like where you're using uh, amphetamines and opiates at the same time, you're just trying to find that that evened out kind of high, huh. where where you're not like too down and you're not too up. You're just you're you're just right. And uh, once you get that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's when when you're not enough, like, are you thinking, <laughs> <laughs> or, or is it more like sleeping? Uh, <laughs> I just sound like a well fucking well idiot. When you're like completely blacked out, uh, and I think that's maybe a goal for a lot of people is just to completely be uh, free from feeling or thinking or mm. or or anything. And that's like you know, it it's it's an interesting thing where it gets you to this point where absolutely nothing is wrong right you, know, you don't hurt you don't you don't um, you're not worried about anything the only thing that could you could worry about potentially is running out of dope and um, uh, it's just very interesting it's it's harder to describe in a lot of different ways yeah yeah it's nuts it is not it's, well it's pretty nutty so <laughs> so like going against like I mean you're saying against the American dream and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you see? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, what did you, like, see yourself doing? Is it, does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. What did I see around me that that, that I, I, I I detested so much that I, well, I did, you know? No, I mean, I think I'm on the same page with you there. Uh-huh. But I'm saying, like, what, like, so you were... T- trying to like say fuck this you know i'm gonna live this different way yeah and i mean well like and that was like mainly doing like fucking hard shit and playing music and you know i think it was like you know i was you know 15 and i was getting really into punk rock and you know the the whole live fast die young shit that's really stupid uh and um I just figured that, you know, I should probably enjoy every breath that I have uh-huh. uh, to the fullest, and I figured that would be the way to do it. That would be a good way to do it. And, uh, uh, you know, hang out with lowlifes, hang out with drug dealers, hang out with people uh, selling these drugs, transporting these drugs, making money, um, selling guns, just, damn, you know whatever <laughs> you know whatever came up and made 
um, life seem more interesting in a in a weird, different way seemed appropriate, I suppose. See, like I feel like I hold like that same kind of sentiment, uh-huh. sentiment still, but I don't. I mean, not in that way though. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like you just want to like say fuck it, but like still, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't want to like fuck people over and do like really risky shit, but I also don't want to work in an office. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I and, yeah. I and I get that too. And I almost work in an office sometimes, but right. um I think my my perspective on things, you know, I I, I feel like a person of uh extreme uh dichotomy. Um, so I'm constantly, and, and my views are, 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 are constantly changing as well. So you can't like necessarily pin me down, uh, always. So like tomorrow I probably think in a completely different way, but, um, I, I had gotten to this point where it's just like, you know, I was losing everything around me that it was, it was, uh, it wasn't worth it to me anymore to live that lifestyle. Like. What do, what do you mean you're losing everything around you? Uh, music was completely gone. Music didn't matter anymore mm. at all. You know, it was drugs first. And even, you know, when we were playing music together, mm-hmm. uh, like, band practice wouldn't occur if Joel didn't have his heroin. And if Joel Damn. didn't have his heroin, Joel would get really drunk and act like an idiot. So, you know, or even, like, trying, uh, just doing the most ridiculous things, trying to make sure that I had drugs before I did anything else. It it was just it was completely absurd. There'd been so many times I remember where we had something planned or we had something scheduled, and uh, I was gonna you know risk even like when we recorded that seven inch, like there was you know I left the studio when we were recording to go get heroin. God damn. Oh yeah. I don't I don't even remember that. <laughs> I slightly remember it. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. I remember, I remember doing the drugs. <laughs> uh, God damn. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see, like, I mean, because Mickey was fucked up with that stuff a little bit too, or maybe a lot bit, but to see no like, comment. yeah, <laughs> to see her completely change and then fucking see you like completely change. Yeah, I'm really happy for Mickey. And, and me too. Dude, like when when we were there, the we're most like, oh adult my God. person that like, I fucking yeah. know. And it's the, crazy. The gentleman she married is fascinating, man. <laughs> he's fucking he funny. He is attractive, <laughs> and he's intelligent. He's super and, intelligent. And I enjoy talking to him. Um, uh, he's a very wonderful gentleman. Yeah, I, I really love. I'm so happy for them, dude. Um, yeah. And I feel like I'm 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 starting to get into this. Uh, uh, interesting place uh especially uh you know it's been good for uh creativity it's just the past stuff you know i wish i i did more sometimes but i feel like i am doing a lot um i don't know i feel like as a creative person you always feel like I feel like I always need to be doing something more. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm never quite doing everything yeah. that I should be. Even though we're fucking going a million miles an hour right now, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get that too. And I think I'm always constantly like questioning uh, what 
what it is that I'm doing or if I think that's really good. What know. do you mean? I don't know, like if it if it's relevant or if it's uh, any good, <laughs> if it's good. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I, I but, you know, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona and I'm playing, you know, jazz, punk, Arabic music, you know, uh-huh. to uh, uh, a bunch of right wingers at, you know, a fucking dive bar. And uh, every time we play, it's about, you know, 10 to 15 people. And we never know what, you know, sometimes we go into it, we have no idea what we're going to do. And then sometimes, you know, you know, it's hit or miss with improv music. So sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, r- some nights it's really fucking bad. And, uh, it- I mean that that's kind of cool though. Like, I mean, it, it makes me think of like fucking stand up. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. You know, and, and improv I feel like can go in a lot of different ways, and and especially like I mean everything that we do in our lives are is improv and um <laughs> and like just living, just living, speaking the way we talk. Um, I think there's a lot to be had about. Um, living in the moment and coming up mm-hmm. with ideas off the top of your head. Um, improv music really means a lot to me in a lot of different ways. I, you know, and like my attraction to punk rock led me to jazz and my, my attraction to jazz has led me to all these different world musics and folk musics and, and uh, uh, Middle Eastern musics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it, it's, it's, it's inter- interesting and um, there's a whole spirituality behind it, not a religious kind of thing, but a, a whole spirituality into it. And um, I don't know, it's a whole nother world. And uh, I think being uh, in that trance or that state of mind, um, um, performing and playing improv or just, you know, just going off it, I don't know, it, it's, it's an, you know, it's, something like with John Coltrane soloing like 30 minutes at shows and just <laughs> going up, you know, breathing his music through his, his instrument and just trying to reach this, uh, this higher level of consciousness. Um, so I'm slowly trying to understand things of that nature that I don't really know how to put into words or uh, attempt to speak about. Like, I feel like playing music, I mean, at least for me, like especially with the metal band that I played in, mm-hmm. like it was like really therapeutic for mm-hmm. me, and just like it totally like it gets you in a trance, and especially you know that slow fucking like where everyone just nods their head, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> especially the bass it's like, like vibrating through your yeah, body. Yeah, and like you feel that shit like yeah. in your chest, and I don't know. Music's great. <laughs> it really is, and uh, there's. I feel like a whole lot of music that is, um, because I feel like, you know, in a lot of different ways, and I feel like this is a big message through my music, is that um, uh, America, American culture specifically is suppressing uh, a lot of other cultures um, throughout the world. And um, there's a lot of music to be heard out there that isn't being heard, and that's just going to disappear. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people out there who are trying to preserve that. Mu- not musicologists um, so I, I don't know there's a whole nother realm to explore and I just I, I just find this oversaturation with pop music dream pop or you know whatever else is that, that or hip hop <laughs> you know how do you find that kind of music <laughs> it's 
dude, you're gonna have to like make us uh, a mixtape. Whoa! You you Holy just shit. get gifts sometimes um, from people, or you sit on the internet for hours and you Let illegally download music. Joel just handed me the exotic sounds of Bali. Or you, yeah. uh, you know, you guys yeah. should really listen to Gamelon music. Oh yeah, I that's mean that's kind of like where Sung Sang mm-hmm. draw their exactly. drew their that is fucking awesome. Sung Sang's like a a band from or that was from here. Uh, yeah, yeah. M- I, I was actually at one time trying to get uh, to 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 do a split with James, um, mm-hmm. and that never occurred. Um, among many other things that I was trying to work on. Um, but um, my roommate just came home. Mm. He's he's looking for me. Do it. So, um, hang on one sec. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you heard of? There's like a small label that I found that puts out like. Music from other places that is in America. <laughs> world music. <laughs> yeah. World, world uh, I just sometimes that world music term though, you know, genres they're they're they're, they're really stupid. they're really That's horrible. Yeah. And like when people hear like world music, they're like, Oh, you know, like that cheese ball stuff that you Yeah, know, I like mean that's what I automatically think. Yeah, I think of some, some white dude wearing one of those dashikis. <laughs> like wearing what? A dashiki. Is that what those are? What is that? Those like African like really bright like shirt things. Oh, okay. That's what it's called, right? You know what I'm talking about, yeah? No comment. <laughs> Joel's not from Africa. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is the label? Oh, Sahel. Sahel Sounds. Wait. S-A-H-E-L. That's where Maman Sani... Do you know who that guy is? I don't know any. Oh, my God. I should look into that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you... Uh, you would definitely but it's like, like It's like this really? electronic... Improvised, like, electronic music from... Did you say improvised? He, like... Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's mostly improvised. It's like him. It's just one dude playing a keyboard, uh-huh. and it's fucking badass. And it's like from the early '80s or something. Wow. But uh, what was that other label that you used to listen to? That like. Oh, that put out all the folk shit. Yeah. Fuck. But because that was like there was like Russian folk. There was yeah. Like oh my god. Mm-hmm. Do you know what she's talking about? <laughs> no. Fuck. <coughs> yeah, we'll think of it. Yeah, damn it. Old folk music. Well, I mean, you know, and I think another attraction for me to all of that too is, you know, uh, I'm, I really, really love Phoenix, Arizona, despite you know certain things that really suck about Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona has gone back and forth. Uh, having the probably the most one of the most unique music scenes or communities uh with you know local artists and stuff i mean with the sun city girls and jfa and the meat puppets and mighty mm-hmm. sphincter and all these different bands and and uh i'm like super proud of being from phoenix arizona and i you know not in a nationalist sense in, in <laughs> any way um but um but like li- even just with you know the Sun City Girls and what they went on to do with like Sublime Frequencies, and they they did similar things of releasing different world music and stuff, and and just their music itself. Trying, you know, I I think uh, it's in the same direction that we're trying to go, in a lot of different ways. And um, I mean, even you know, I've 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 history with the Meat Puppets. I know a lot of you know, 
some of the early industrial acts that came from here in Phoenix, Arizona and stuff. And um, I mean, it was just all over the world. And, and hearing some of the old timers talk about the Phoenix music community in, in the 80s, the mid the mid 80s, uh, about going to a show and, you know, there's like at Yucca. Or, like, even, like, uh, Merlin's or whatever. There's, like, tons of different places. Like, the Sun, uh, I think it was called the Sunland. I can't remember the name of it. But um, they would go to a show, and it was, like, um, uh, you know, like a beat poet and uh, a jazz band and a noise band and then, like, three punk bands. You know, something that I feel like that doesn't exist almost in any music community nowadays. Um, and is severely lacking in music across America. Like, you know, I, I don't know about like in Detroit or in other places, but you know, you go to a hardcore show and it's just a bunch of hardcore punk right. bands playing yeah. the same power chords over and over again. It, it's fun when shows are mixed up. That's, I've always loved it, you know, and, yeah. and I could go a million different ways. You know, you don't like something, you could always go outside and smoke you know, your cigarette or do some speed or whatever it is that <laughs> you're like doing, you know? Um, but I just think, uh, you know, to me, for for me, punk rock was this like uh, thing of liberation of where it could be absolutely anything that you wanted it to be. You know, it could be, uh, you know, this folk punk shit, or you know, it could be, you know, taking world music and mixing it with punk rock, or it could be, you know, standard hardcore punk. It could be. I mean, it was just uh, more of a, the spirit of things than it was like an actual like genre of music. Right. Um, and it's something that like severely like uh, disappoints me about just music in general nowadays. It's just, like there's no um, open arms or uh, uh, I don't know. Everybody needs to classify things into a single thing, and it's just it's boring as fuck. And hardcore is really you know, or harsher boring. forms of music has really just turned me off lately. Really, uh, it, you know, I, I I hardly listen to it anymore. It still seeps into my music in a lot of different ways, but I just it, I don't I don't care. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't do anything to me for me. You right. Know? Um, it is what it is, I guess. But I'm sure I'll change and I'll like it again at some point. Or yeah. maybe whatever it evolves into being, you'll like more. Maybe, hopefully, I just want some like progression. I think we are all here to learn and grow as individuals and experience new things, but yet we can't seem to take that next leap in any direction whatsoever. Huh. It's very uh, disappointing. I'm very pessimistic. This And this is where this dichotomy comes in, because uh, I'm very anti-social person. I don't like a lot of people. <laughs> I don't enjoy being around a lot of people. And most of the time, I don't go to shows that much, and uh, I like just being at home. And um, but yet, I I help people, uh, and and I enjoy helping people. And I it's even sometimes I think that that's something that like sets me off in a certain direction too. I was having this discussion with somebody else who's in the field of of helping individuals, mm -hmm. and that you know I. I see these people on a daily basis that are in the lowest of their life and they just need, you know, a hand up. Right. Um, and they've got very valid complaints, you know, and then I go out and I'm just around, I suppose, you know, uh, ordinary people or whatever, and they just have the most bullshit things to complain about in their lives. 
Um, just you know, <laughs> there's there's you know there's black people getting shot by police officers. There's Muslims being persecuted because of their religion, and there's these homeless people that are out in 110 degree weather, and all people have to complain about is you know the date that went ha you know that happened the other night or that their heart is broken over the long lost love or right. I, I just I think it's it, you know going through what I went through and then seeing things that I see and I don't know I think uh, it's really numbed me to um, a lot of different things I so. don't think you're numb I think you just have perspective and yeah. you've experienced lows that most people haven't experienced so you know to appreciate the shit that you have I think that's healthy. Well, and I think going through hard shit, like, makes you a good person. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make make you a good person, but it definitely changes your fucking perspective, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm, I get irritated, you know. <laughs> it's hard hearing people complain about bullshit <laughs> when you're just like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? You have, yeah. you have a car and a house <laughs> and a job. Isn't that nice? Isn't it nice to have those things? And a trust fund and the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, even people who worked for their money, it's, like, <laughs> still you were born into privilege. Yeah, like absolutely. And that needs to be, that completely needs to be noted. You know, and I, s I, I have a, a, a ton of, uh, despite my hardships, a ton of shit um, that I need to still learn and grow from about being a white person in mm -hmm. America that, mm -hmm. um, that I may not fully understand and that, you know, that I have to keep asking questions and, and keep... Um, wondering what I have to do and have this open dialogue with uh, other individuals uh, like yourselves to to grow from it and uh, you know I don't know <laughs> no I I learn something new every time we do these podcasts yeah. which is like my favorite thing about it because like how many how many times are you and I gonna sit here and have a conversation like probably wouldn't happen yeah aside from being uh, like hey what's up yeah <laughs> cool hey dude what are you doing <laughs> okay cool bye I'm drunk <laughs> no but seriously yeah <laughs> Like these, I don't know. The podcasts have been amazing. Just getting to talk to people. It seems like a um, great, great experience. Yeah, yeah. and like even I if no one listens, I'm glad I do it for myself. That's <laughs> what I feel about performing. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially this type of music. It's very, like I said, like a, a very spiritual thing for myself. Uh, uh, ritualistic almost. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Music's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I still have a lot more to learn. A lot, you know, I I'm think still everybody does. I, I feel very, very young, and, and I, s I still feel uh, there's this thing, you know, um, in, in somewhere in recovery. I don't know where it comes from. Um, you know, and that's another thing I want to mention about recovery is that you know, there's no specific set way to to do it, and whatever right. feels right, and whatever it is that you want, that's how you should pursue it to get off of, you know. And fuck, you know, maybe sometimes a person won't won't isn't ready to stop doing what they're doing for years and years and years down the line, and that's okay too. Um, but there's this thing that they say that uh, you stop aging where you started using drugs, and then you restart aging. Where you where you started using. So once you stop, huh. then you start aging again. So like when I started using drugs, I was you know, fifteen. Fifteen, you know, and uh, uh, I've been sober for almost three years. So I'm about eighteen years old. I'm still a young, 
Uh, Wait, but how old are you for reals? Uh, 25. But you're 18. But I'm 18. <laughs> That's weird. It, like, you seem a little older yeah. than 18. I don't know. The, you guys, uh, you guys don't see me at my worst. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a little boy. <laughs> I don't know. I've talked to 18 year olds before. They're not usually this articulate. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's interesting hearing you talk about your like dichotomy, because mm-hmm. I remember when I met you, I was like, this guy fucking loves to hang. Like, <laughs> I thought you were so social. Like, you were like, were talking to me and like you introduced yourself, and I was like, damn, this. Like, I felt like antisocial around you. <laughs> I, I don't even really remember the first time we met though, um, and I don't even really remember the first time we met. Well, so I know I met you through Brett. Yeah. I think one of the, I don't know if I've, I remember the first, like we played a show together when we were, when I was doing my faggy acoustic band and you were doing Bolt. Yeah. And I remember talking to you and asking you if you want to start a band, I think. In the parking lot, Yeah, like you were sitting on the back of your car. Yeah. And it didn't happen for like a year later, didn't it? Probably. Probably. It was like a long time. Yeah, I think it was a little bit. That acoustic stuff was great. I loved it. I, really I love it. it too. He shits on it all the time. It's oh awesome. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I oh, it's in my car. Oh, uh, Melissa brought shit over. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's for you. Cool. <laughs> it, is it a whole box of my fucking tapes? No, it's like a bag. Oh. Yeah. And she. Yeah. Cool. Of. Prevailing nothing. Prevailing nothing. Yeah. Was the that the name of that project? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that Ed show. Ed Templeton reference. Oh, oh, dude, I fucking loved Prevailing Nothing, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're a real asshole, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I, hate I can't even, like, I don't even have the balls to get on a stage. Like, See, it's a lot easier to get up on a stage and say poo-poo, pee-pee, ha-ha, than do that. A lot of people would disagree. Yeah. A lot of people think that, like, having an instrument just gives you at least, like, a buffer. Yeah. But I, I I have I have more t- harder of a time like um like just being amongst people in a party, um or being uh I don't know even like in a, a conversation sometimes depending on who it is than performing like it's do you feel like hmm. it's like a social anxiety or oh absolutely yeah 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 I and it I don't know because I I. I don't know. Uh, it's not like I really like give a shit, but it's like, uh, uh, what am I supposed to say to this person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I get that too. Well, I mean, I also think going to parties. I like hate. If, if I you're fucking s- hate going to parties. They're the worst thing on earth. Can I just say well, that? Well, and going to them sober, like. <laughs> Although. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We went to, we we went to a party on New Year's Eve and we ate mushrooms, and then I ended up talking to fucking. I think it was Justin Graham, and I felt so fucking stupid. Uh. I was just like, hey. Like, I felt like I was talking so weird, and yeah, it was me horrible, too. and I was just like, I just want to leave this fucking party. I was just really concerned about the rocks I was standing on. <laughs> oh, yeah, you kept, like, it was like the first time I, I, I dropped LSD. I, I was at a party, uh, and this was out in uh, the middle of nowhere, and we were in this room, and I was sitting on this couch in the corner. It felt like every single person in the room was just staring at me. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is kind of weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how do you feel about psychedelics? Um, <coughs> Let me put it this way. 
Uh, and mm, and I suppose that probably goes for um, any drug that is of lesser extent than you know cocaine. It you know I don't have a problem with it, and I think it could be used in proper occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, for me in my life, it's not proper. Right. Um, and I don't know if it ever will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor do I want to worry about the idea that if it could be proper for me at some point, because then it it, it would be just the next step of of me. Yeah, getting, getting to that point of, um, I don't know. I just relapsing, like not necessarily relapsing, because I know people that have quit. You know, um, doing hard drugs and and like only smoke weed. You know, mm-hmm. and I know people that uh, quit doing hard drugs and can have an occasional beer. You know, um, A. A. Wolf Hemoth. How's that word said? Hey. Vehemently. 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 Now I can't even think of how it's said. Vehemently. Vehemently? Anyways. I think that's right. Vehemently. Vehemently. Exactly. They will say, <laughs> they, they will disagree completely with that statement. Right. They, w- they will say that if I put any mind-altering substance into my body, that uh, I w- I'm, I'm bound to become a full-blown Except alcoholic mm-hmm. or right or cigarettes or yeah. you know alcoholic you, you or you still addict. smoke yeah. absolutely i love smoking cigarettes it's all i've got left <laughs> um, you drink coffee <laughs> tons of coffee it's and funny because like i feel like that's a very like if you get sober then you you love coffee and cigarettes i i pff, shit i loved coffee and cigarettes probably when i was yeah too you know but um but i i disagree with that train of thought I think there are some good things that you that can be derived out of uh, uh, anonymous groups, um, but I don't personally um, go to AA meetings. I don't go to NA meetings, HA meetings. I don't. Did you did you do that? I um, I did for a while, um, and then you know the the rehab that I went to was extremely Christian. Uh. Um, I had to work forty. I you know it was. It was a really intensive program. Um, I had to work 40 hours a week. I had to do counseling. I had to do Christian counseling. I had to do Bible study. I had to, you know, I had to do the the full extent. God damn. But, you and know. you did it? I uh, Six months. Ago. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Did you hate, like, every second of it? Um. Yes and or, no. Or, like, yes the God part? Uh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah I'd, like I'd, I'd be like not. down if you just remove like the religion yeah like um you know and I personally I used to be uh, uh completely an anti Christian person mm-hmm. and thought it was the worst I- the establishment of Christianity I feel is the worst thing on earth the, the idea and concept behind Christianity I don't think is necessarily the worst thing on earth um I've seen it do um some good in people's lives and i've also seen it do really really bad things in people's lives i feel like you'd say that for every religion absolutely you know absolutely and so um i'm not as anti-christianity as i once was Mm -hmm. um christianity isn't for me i don't believe in god i don't believe you know um me neither what (laughs) really (laughs) i did this uh thinking that you were a god. I thought we were going <laughs> to have a debate right now. <laughs> it, it, it's weird, too, because, like, this family trip that we just went on, mm-hmm. we went with this other family that my family has known forever. We went to Lake Powell. Yeah. And there was this uh, there's this dude who's a day older than me 
that we were born in the same hospital. I've known him forever. Uh-huh. I, I feel like I started to tell you about this, but he's he just got his master's degree in Christian counseling. Oh, yeah. And it was really weird, like, because he brought his girlfriend with. Yeah. And we like, we were the only people there, us and his brother, who didn't go to the church yeah. that they all went to. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And, like... I mean, look at us. Long hair, tattooed. Yeah. Fucking purple head. Did I tell you your niece asked me if what my religion is? No. What'd you say? I said I don't have one. Tight. <laughs> Good. It um, sounds like an experience. Well, though. it was it was crazy, too. Like, uh, what I was getting at is it was really weird seeing this dude and just, like, the completely different directions that we've taken. Because mm-hmm. um, we were friends, you know, up until, like, 15, 16 or whatever. But also just, like watching him interact with his girlfriend yeah like really weird like Like very juvenile like you could tell that they never had sex (laughs) like oh i don't know like like i i I feel like sometimes religion will cause fucking awkwardness well i think i think awkwardness but also it just it keeps you from experiencing things so you know how to act in certain situations And I mean, uh, like if like like you're withheld from social cues. Yeah. And if that's I mean, cool. Like, but it was like, whoa, dude, like you guys are like drawing pen on each other. Like, is this fucking middle school? They like both had one margarita. (laughs) Yeah. And were they were they having a good time? Yeah, Yeah, they were. Were they happy? They for sure were. Yeah. Then be happy. No, right? I'm no. That's <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I'm just saying it, it was. It's we, It's interesting to see like how different. We're not judging. We're observing. Oh, you yeah, are I'm observing. Not <laughs> couple, are we? Yes. We're, oh judging, no. we're judging a little bit. I, I got. <laughs> I mean, this. That's just not for me. We're just sad that he hasn't put his pee pee in anything yet. <laughs> I mean, it's just it. It seems weird. Yeah. But for me. Yeah, no, it was definitely... Well, it's just like, uh, it seems... uh, uh, I mean, they probably look at us and they're like, what the f... Like, you guys... They probably feel bad for us. Probably. I can't imagine what they would think of me and my stories. I've got some great stories for them. (laughs) 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 The thing that I've noticed about, like... Like, Christians, like him, like, they're, like, really fucking nice. Like, just like, oh, yeah, uh uh-huh. But then, like... I just feel like I never get any like substance from them. They're just very because well, like you can't talk about anything that would like bring you down to a human level. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, I I definitely feel like I can relate the most to people when they say shit to me like like oh I shit my pants or L- like for real like <laughs> I shit my pants like <laughs> seriously like there's f- there's fucking blood on my pants from my fucking period or like whatever like tell me that nasty shit so i can be like yeah dude i'm a fucking human too isn't it crazy <laughs> yeah sometimes like, i get like really constipated and one time i just had a hemorrhoid <laughs> just like connecting through the vices i think yeah i i, I guess i i'm more experienced with born-again christians that have uh spent time in prison and uh damn you know uh yeah see i don't know any of those uh, people that's all i that's all i really Your know dad's a born again yeah, but he didn't go to prison. Yeah. It's a good place, you know. Prison? Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to prison? Never prison. Well, I I was in a, uh, a a federal corrections facility. Um Do you know what the difference is? Uh one the state either hires a private down here at least there's a, a a private security uh team that kind of runs it or it's a private prison so they 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 hire outside sources not like um 
was it like regular government workers or whatever. Um, s essentially, I committed a federal crime and not a, a state crime. So, okay. um, I was uh, a uh, a gunsman, a gunsman. That's so fucking selling crazy. Selling firearms, and uh, the one the one time. <coughs> Well, maybe I shouldn't talk about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> the like the one because you can get in trouble still. Or no, I doubt it. Um, the one time I did sell a firearm to somebody I didn't know, I, uh, I I sold it to an undercover police officer. Fuck. Damn. Yeah, it was actually twice. I sold him two guns. Like on two separate times, uh -huh, yeah. and he so he like just didn't do anything the first time. No, it, it was a setup. Um, a CI, as they call them in the court system, um, whom I uh, uh, had been involved in various uh, activities with. Um with the same dude? No, it was oh. different. Oh. This, this guy led this undercover. He got busted for some shit, so he he uh, he led the cop, the undercover cop, to me. They 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 knew I was doing all sorts of different shit, and. Um, they ended up finding me and uh, making sure that I wouldn't do anymore. I'm very thankful for uh, this experience, though, because um, <laughs> I, I, I really am. Um, because now I'm not strung out, dead. Is that um, when you got sober? It was one of many things. Because the cop didn't necessarily... I didn't get busted by that until um, like over a, a year later. Like when you were sober, yeah? Yeah, because I, I was... Um, um, I got busted for some some petty stuff, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, the last day that I ever used heroin, um, the day before I, I I finally broke down and I I called my mother for help, and uh, she she drove up from Phoenix because I was living in Flagstaff at the time, and because uh, I wanted her to take me to court so that uh, that I could potentially not <laughs> go into jail. I heard that works, <laughs> bringing people to court with you. Oh, it can. And uh, But I wasn't in any <laughs> any of a good... S essentially, I went to court with uh, uh, PJ bottoms on, um, slippers, uh, a zip-up hoodie with no T-shirt underneath, and a uh, purple, greasy mohawk oh laid God. down to the side of my head. Um, and I was high on heroin and Valium, and Jesus. I went before the judge that way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, and so, wait, what'd you do? Um, the lawyer, my lawyer, my, my public defender, who is a wonderful, wonderful gentleman, um, he, he requested that they hold the court off until I can go into a rehab and get sobered up. And uh, the judge was like, <laughs> she looked at me. She's like, you're lucky you have people in your life that love you, and I'm going to give you this opportunity. Wow. Oh. So I went down back to, well, I, with, I, I went through all the withdrawal crap and then went into a six-month rehab program. Um, I got out. And that, and that was a really Christian one? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I went to one rehab before that, and I got kicked out for Using? Uh, fighting. Fighting, <laughs> damn, <laughs> and uh, and then um, after after I got out of rehab, I was working in a warehouse, and had been clean for about 
nine months, and uh, the U.S. Marshals came to my my work and uh, arrested me. Damn. Whoa. And then I went down to Florence into the federal facility down there for a little bit, and then. Um, How long's a little bit? Just a few days. Okay. And then got out, and then um, tried to keep my composure <laughs> and not relapse and just keep doing uh, doing the next right thing whatever that looks like for myself and uh uh i got off on probation for that damn Damn. which uh i'm severely lucky um and uh, sometimes i owe it to only being white the the only reason why i got off you think oh absolutely i mean i you know i i did try my best as much as i could but um i i think if I think potentially if any if a a, per, a person of color did the same things that I did, mm-hmm. he would have potentially gone to prison. Damn. Which sucks. Yeah, that's that su- that's suck. shitty. And that shouldn't happen. So Damn. I got lucky. Yeah, I'd say so. How long would you have gone to prison? Uh the Mac cuz the charge the original charge was distribution of stolen firearms and uh I could have gotten 10 to 15 years for that. Oh Dude. my god. Um <laughs> the judge said to me uh during sentencing of that of that case um that he was really confused because before y- before you go before the judge you have to do an interview with probation and they kind of uh they look at your whole life they look at all your substance use uh they look at your family what your family life was like um so they can get a judgment on what they recommend as as a sentencing um they also look at if you've been into treatment um they look at uh, what your current occupation is, what you're doing, um, and your interests. They, they look at everything. They look wow. at your entire life, your complete history. Um, and the judge said that he was confused by um, probation's recommendation for probation, um, the prosecutor's uh, recommendation for probation. He was just confused by why they thought I should get uh, probation. And he said, "But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you. Um, but if if you ever use again, I'm gonna make sure you go to prison for the rest of your life." <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's like a cool thing. So he was saying <laughs> he was confused because he thought you should absolutely go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Do you think he? Do you think he meant that, or do you think he I like kind of to scare you a little bit? I'm sure he was trying to. Uh, absolutely, I mean, he was definitely trying to scare me. You know, um, but I mean, I was like looking at. A, a maximum of like ten years in prison. I was like, yeah, I, just, I don't want to do that, man. <laughs> that seems like a, a a very much worse fate than uh, uh, death to me. <laughs> I fucking agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck, man. It's been a it's been an an interesting ride. ride yeah. <laughs> you like your job now, though. I love my job. I really do. That's and uh, awesome. um I've I get to see some of the uh, the even in my job there's that strong dichotomy. I, I get to see some of the greatest things. I get to see people that have been uh homeless for uh, a decade or more Whoa. and they get into an apartment. They have a place that has air conditioning. Damn. Um they have a place that you know, they have the ability to uh live their lives with dignity rather than out in the streets. How often do, I mean, like, so once you place them in a 
apartment or mm-hmm. housing or whatever, like how often do they end up back on the street? It depends. Um, you know, and those situations do, do occur to uh-huh. where they, that we, you know, we just, we keep trying and we can't help them because they keep using and they're doing screwed up stuff at their apartment and they get evicted. Mm. But e- even when that occurs, um, we try to find other options for them. We try to get, you know, help them with their substance abuse. We try to find them al- alternative um, housing of some sort. Um, so we don't necessarily stop. And it's unless they stop connecting with us or they stop, they don't want anything to do with us, that's when we stop. Wow. Um, so they are the ones that initially reach out to you? No, not necessarily. So uh, there's there's two programs that I work with, and one is um, is the housing one, which um, I we we reach out to individuals that you know uh, meet certain qualifications, such as you know being homeless for a, a certain long time that have been accessing you know services down at the shelter or or have been in and out of hospitals, been in and out of crisis. Um, uh, but usually they have to be chronic ho- chronically homeless, which is over a year um, of homelessness. Um, and then the other program that I, I uh, that we work on is um, it's uh, it's a program where we work with individuals that have utilized services a lot. So they're they're um, in and out of you know detox units, hospitals, uh, psych wards, uh, wherever, um, and then we you know we engage them, offer them the services that we provide, and then um, try to assist them the best we can wow. um, with the resources that we have, which is not the best. What is it called? The organization that I work for. Yeah, if you want to name it. I can't. Okay, that's fair. Cool. Why not? Um, I, I just don't know if. Usually, uh, if if there's like an interview or uh, mm. an employee uses um, uh, the name of the organization that I work for, mm-hmm. they have to. Uh, I have to go through certain. They don't want to connect. Like they wouldn't want to connect with a lot of the shit that I said on this fucking show. Right. Just right. Yeah. The yeah. Fuck totally. now. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well. Good. Cool. Yeah. We don't want to. <laughs> we really don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I just was wanting to be like, this place is cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Shout out to it. <laughs> um. Where do you get your resources from? Um. There's uh several different ways. Uh. Sometimes the organization gets uh, resources from the the federal government. Uh. Grants. Um, a lot of our outpatient um, services are provided are 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 from Access, okay. so uh, public health care. Um, which uh, who knows how is it how it's going to go within the next few years with that, um, especially here in Arizona. Um, <laughs> but uh, pretty much that's it. You know, um, the organization I've been with has been here for. 30 years, it's pretty interesting and unique. Um, a lot of things I don't like about it. Uh, there's a lot of things I do like about it. Um, but I'm just glad that there are services out there for individuals. What we do yeah. need, though, is um, uh, needle exchange out here. Yeah. Oh. So, um, that girl Haley is, like, really pushing for that. Yeah. And, and yeah, and me and me her talk, to, uh, talk about it a lot. Um, Sonoran Prevention Works. Yeah, Emily was like really trying to get that shit happening here, mm-hmm. um, and um, I think me and Haley might be doing um, 
uh, talking about um, uh, giving a presentation to the Coalition in Homelessness here soon, um, next month. So um, that's another thing that I, I feel a lot of passion for, but mm -hmm. I can't necessarily uh, participate uh, in a lot of because it's still illegal here right. and I'm on probation and um, I try and want to give back more yeah. in different ways. What's illegal here? Uh, needle exchange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Like it's I remember. so weird that that's illegal. I remember her using a, like, she was telling me about it a while ago, but I think she was like, well, she was like using a fake name to do whatever she was doing. I do, you got to do what you got to do yeah. sometimes, you know? I know. <laughs> it, it's crazy that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's weird that that's illegal. It really is. It doesn't make sense. Cause, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that are illegal that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there things that are legal <laughs> that don't fucking make sense. Yeah. Like Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> fucking seriously, that shit's horrible for you. Yeah. Or drinking. Well, I love that, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and sometimes I miss a little uh, gin and tonic here and there. <laughs> <laughs> gin and tonic? <laughs> is that your cocktail? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, you don't use anything? No. No. no not for uh, uh, almost three years now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's because uh, I, I, I went, you know, for so long uh, using, so this is this is a pretty good perspective right now. Right. Uh, Enjoy. Nice, refreshing, clear, clear-minded, uh, emotional at times, and uh, <laughs> a roller coaster at times, and not understanding, and vengeful, and irritated, and the whole spectrum of human emotion <laughs> that I get. You to have feel. it. I have it finally. It's something. Twenty-four that. hours a day sober. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I and it's cool because I don't necessarily have to do anything to block it out. I, you know, that I feel that's you know that's one thing as uh, I suppose human beings that uh, we are made with these different emotions and that you know we're supposed <laughs> to feel them. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. How really how know. hard was it to like sleep once you got sober? I still I. I still have a hard time sleeping. Really? Yeah, I sleep uh, dependent, you know, five five hours. Damn. Night, four, five, six. It varies. Uh, sometimes I just can't shut my mind down. And I don't. Uh, some people say it would probably maybe say it was the 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 drug use or something. Like um, your brain's catching up with uh, all the thinking you did. Maybe do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I sleep way better if I have a couple drinks. Uh huh. A and maybe that's just turning my brain off, and then. Also, like, my knees always fucking hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps me forget about that. <laughs> I know something that will help with that. What? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I got excited. I feel like weed's what helps me sleep. Yeah. Alcohol kind of makes me sleep worse. Or sleepy tea. Dude, have you ever had extra sleepy tea time tea? No. It's the shit. It, is, it makes it's you like so fucking tired. It's really, really weird. But yeah, it's so it's like sleepy great. time tea, but it's extra. <laughs> there's like extra. A, there's like a sleepy tea. bear with old timey pajamas. Sounds like something that'd give you the shits or something. <laughs> I don't uh. trust this. I don't know where this is coming <laughs> from. You guys are really shady individuals. <laughs> <laughs> go to the grocery store. Yeah, go, go to, to Whole the Foods. Aisle. <laughs> this reminds me when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's like celestial or some shit for real. Check it out. <laughs> okay. If you really just are fucking <laughs> like for real, because I sometimes have trouble sleeping and it'll like 
knock me the fuck out yeah. and keep me asleep. It's dope. Mm. I don't think mm. it's like melatonin or anything like that. It's something else, but I, the the docs had me on uh, what's that crap? Uh, some kind of sleeping pill. So no, no, not that. Uh, shit, it escapes me right now. I'm kind of surprised that they would put you on a sleeping pill. I don't know, but it was horrible. Uh, and they had me on a large dosage of it, and I always woke up in the middle of the night with, like, a raging boner. What and the like fuck? It was really? the worst thing ever. And then I had to take a piss, so I was like, I had this boner that I couldn't <laughs> get rid of. Yeah, piss boner. I had to piss. Yeah, piss boner, bud. Every <laughs> night, that's what it did. And then, like, I'd wake up completely groggy, and, like, I don't know, I... I uh, stupid. It was horrible. So Big pills seem scary. You'd have to go go to the toilet and, like, Bend at the torso, you know. Do that, yeah. Do that. <laughs> do the, do the one of those things where you you make it work. Yeah. You know, sometimes you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, piss boners. Piss boner. Piss boner. <laughs> piss boner. <laughs> Yay for piss boners. <laughs> <laughs> it auto corrected to piss vibes. When you. Type boner. piss boner. Yeah. What do you link to a picture of a piss boner? That's a that's a good hashtag. That is a good hashtag. Piss boner. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Something thoroughly. over the hill. Piss boner. That's me. <laughs> enjoying it thoroughly. <laughs> 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 so, uh, are you gonna tour soon, or are you gonna try and do that, or? Oh. Well, I'm <laughs> trying to think about my plan for the next foreseeable. We we plan on having this 12 inch out. Uh, all. Recorded ourselves, um, produced ourselves, uh, and then hopefully a couple tapes between because it's it's gonna take a while till we get it. Uh, hopefully a couple tapes before um, that comes out, um, and then by uh, by December I'm gonna have enough money to put out another 12 inch full length, Sick. Uh, um, and. I don't know. I, I did my job. I was a super good place. I got. I, do, I, I you know. I'm able to produce uh, all my own uh, uh, work. So that's that's really nice. Um, but I get I get off s- uh, probation. Oh right. Next September. So I'm trying to think of it. I have some I have some friends around the states and stuff, and I would like to tour eventually. Um, I'm not sure. I I could you know maybe really short tours or something. Mm-hmm. Nothing is really absolutely planned as of yet. Right. Um. But I do want to go to Morocco. Uh, oh. in Sick. in s- when I want I'm planning it already. Uh, in September, uh, not this September, but next September. Let's go then. Because I get off probation and I, I we'll just want to see him. <laughs> I want to go out there and spend like a week or a, a couple days and uh, just walk around. And uh seems like an awesome place. Buy instruments and hang out. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I hear it's um, like really uh not scary there. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, cause, I mean I th- I think of the Middle East and like mm-hmm. shit blowing up that's and extremists. That's Africa. Morocco? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm wrong. Um but I actually talked to somebody on the internet who's from Morocco. Yeah. Um just just through like programming shit uh, was it like a code mentor i don't remember uh but he like i was asking him about it. I'm like what's morocco like he's like dude it's sick like you know it's 
pretty chill. Looks like Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> that, I just I feel like we have an extreme like an extreme connection to the Middle East in a lot of different ways. I mean, we have a Arizona. Lot of yeah, yeah, and and maybe even Morocco in some sense uh, because of you know the the cultural diversity there and the cultural diversity here. I mean, we have lots of different Latin groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Muslim uh, community here. We have uh, uh, even like Eastern Balkan uh, communities here. Here? Yeah. Huh. Um, we have, um, I mean, there's just a wide uh, range of different cultures that are all here. Um, I wish it was more like, you know, mixed together and yeah. and. and in in that sense, it, in that regard, that's interesting because like we felt like when we got to Detroit, we we're like, holy shit, look at all these different cultures. Mm-hmm. And w- I mean, we also like stayed in Tempe and yeah, totally. Phoenix downtown, and like didn't really venture out of those right. areas too much. But in in Detroit, there's like a whole lot of black people, a whole lot of white people. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole uh, like there's Polish people, there's Arabs, mm-hmm. like Mexican, <laughs> Mexican. Yeah, dude, there's like this whole section close to detroit that's cl- the southwest yeah and it's all mexicans is it fucking amazing food is detroit more uh, uh spread out or no it's, it's like way closer and i think that might be oh than phoenix yeah because it's still pretty pretty spread out for a big city it is but like the things that w- the places that we hit and hit all these different cultures it's all really close together like which it's is all within like i'd say a five mile radius yeah. okay it's and that sick. and that makes sense and i think that might be an issue here and i mean yeah and that's why I mean, uh, culture here in Arizona has just always been kind of like, what the what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, you know. Um, what well, I feel like Scottsdale, like just coming from that, it's like, <laughs> ugh, no culture. Where did you grow up, Joel? Oh, uh, I I was I was born in Chandler. I w- lived in South Phoenix for a while. I lived in West Phoenix for a while. I lived uh, in back in Tempe for a little bit. I I. You know, and then I spent a lot, a long time out in Queen Creek. I remember that. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's wha- that's what I remember. And uh, um, that was interesting. Not uh-huh. you know. Yeah, <laughs> I was just wondering just fucking out there. Growing <laughs> up in Scottsdale was like very. I don't know. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I you know I didn't really learn much of anything in in Qu- Queen Creek either. I I. Uh, Every form of escape is what I, like, was drawn to. So mm. I, when I was, like, significantly young, I, uh, I read a lot. And I read a lot of different books. And then Like what kind of books? You know, a little bit all over the place. Lovely books. <laughs> um, that should be for people to venture themselves and find <laughs> the fuck out. Lazy people. No, Lazy I'm saying, people. like, like w- did you read, like, sci-fi novels? Did you read fantasy? or A lot of philosophy. Um, Being th- young, damn. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I totally like bought every, bought all the shit. I read Harry Potter and was Christian. Fuck yeah, Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but you know, and then even you know, into the drugs out there, you know, there. I I was surprised how much fucking heroin was out in Queen Creek, Arizona. Nobody's gonna even know where the fuck Queen Creek, Arizona is. I know. That's all right. I'm excited. I I can't we wait. We can link it. I can't wait for my biggest fan to be listening uh, to this podcast and to come out from you know the Morocco. big the big city, <laughs> wherever that is in their hearts, and come to find you know 
their small town heart in <laughs> Queen Creek. They're going to take a tour of Queen Creek. One horse. But this is the thing. This is the really fucked up thing when I was a kid, you know, um, you know, and, and, and growing up and hearing these things spewed to you about, you know, uh, especially nowadays with, you know, like Trump and being like, let's make America great again. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like thinking and listening to this or listening to the Republican Party throughout my entire existence say that. Mm-hmm. Like not necessarily let's make America great again, but let's 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 return to these traditional American values uh, that we once had. A nostalgia uh, for something that doesn't exist. Or you know, for or me, I mean, I I was born in born in you know ninety. That has never existed for me. Yeah. In any shape or form, and and when I was you know living in Queen Creek, you know, I was just starting. I think I was just getting out of middle school. And that's when the 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 housing market crashed, mm-hmm. and um, there was just these like skeletons of like uh, uh, home development, you know, the, the, these de- housing developments going up around everywhere, and like it was just like roads just with these dirt plots of land, and then there would be a house here and a house here, and then a cul-de-sac with no houses around it, and just lamps, you know, just these. Really long roads with Weird. lamps, um, and and the desert from there, and and that was like, I, as much as like I hate the thought of that, like that it's almost beautiful in a weird sense totally. for me. Um, and just I there's just like it's like the fragility of like what's yes. happening here. Yeah, and that's something we've like been really pumped on in Detroit is like seeing like, I mean it's a little bit different, but you know burnt out houses like that, like that empty city plots, was like killer yeah it was yeah. killer it thrived and and it's like and hobbling it, right and now it, yeah it's getting back on its feet yeah but i'm saying like you see some crazy shit yeah and i'm not even saying it's that sketchy like uh, i mean i just i just mean like the structures yeah, that you see yeah mm-hmm. the and people I, are all fucking nice yeah Weird. That's what I hear. I keep hearing. They're so weird. Wonderful. Did you see that recent article though about how Arizona is one of the (laughs) most? I believe it. Number two, the meanest city. (laughs) Rudest. (laughs) Or rudest. Yeah, that was. I was like, this makes so much sense. Dude, this is incredible. (laughs) We've talked Uh, about that too. We're like, I think the heat just fucking gets to you and like cooks your brain. Yeah, right. I think it might. And uh, uh, I'm even more fascinated with this city than I've ever been before. I don't know. I just have this nostalgia for uh, the desert. Yeah. I fucking really do, too. Yeah. Dude, we... I really like Arizona. I love it. But I'm also glad that we ventured out. Like, I I feel like you always (coughs) need to remove yourself from what you've always known just to make sure, like, you're not just loving it because you know it. Like... Mm -hmm. And I kind of found myself doing that, like being like really nostalgic for home and being like, God, I miss my mom. And like, of course, I'm going to miss my mom. But like the I came we came back here. We've come back here a few times since traveling and being abroad and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, I miss the times that I had here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the people. Not yeah. Well, the times are included yeah, with the yeah. people and like a lot of those people have left and those times are over and I'm at a different point in my life. And like for sure, it's, it's time to do something else. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And Detroit's sick. Detroit Rock City. We played with this all-girl uh, uh, punk band just recently uh, that was from Detroit. Do you know what they're called? Uh, I don't remember right now. Mm. They're going to get so mad if they listen to this. <laughs> 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 um, 
They're going to get mad at us for not knowing who they are. Yeah. Well, let me figure this out so you guys can find them. This is going to be embarrassing. I just want... Yeah, no, that'd be cool to hook up with them. Yeah. I wonder if we know any of the people that are in it. Right. It's cool, too, because, like... Like... Uh, I keep doing, doing that, doing that a lot. They're called the, the Deadly Vipers. The Deadly Vipers. Yeah. Sick. They were really cool. I really enjoyed yeah? it. Yeah? The drummer is incredible. She was really good. Yeah, that w- that was really, you know entertaining to watch i really enjoyed myself cool yeah w- we'll look them up and maybe try and go see them mm-hmm. we've been to like two shows two shows there oh and music in like shows? just music shows yeah. yeah uh the first one i saw do you know that band graves at sea that sounds very familiar. they're from here like from a long time I've ago but like huge doom I metal band like i think i pl- in i think i've played with that really? band before yeah damn in some project that I've been in, there's, there's, I, anyways, go ahead. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, whatever. I okay. was just going to say, uh, the venue was like Dude, so cool. this old, like, church. Uh huh. So it used to be a church. Yeah. And it was just this giant, like, slanted room with a stage, that, you know, where the slant comes A couple pews down. on the side. Really? Yeah. It was really weird. And it was like, fucking really shitty too but it was amazing that sounds incredible yeah i want to play in detroit dude once september hits uh, uh, i'm gonna figure it out come, come play yeah we like yeah keep encouraging people please come visit like whenever the fuck you want yeah right. put you up yeah I'd, I'd love to do that and then uh shoot over to chai town play over there yeah it's so close oh yeah four, four hours, four hours. Got some friends in Buffalo's Chicago. like three or four hours too. It's just it's been a really long time since I toured, and I'm starting to feel like an old man. I'm getting <laughs> a belly, and I just feel pathetic. Joel is rubbing his belly <laughs> right now. <laughs> How are you getting a belly? You eating sweets or what? I don't know, man. It went all downhill. <laughs> it's not a beer belly. I went from a hundred pounds to a uh, hundred and sixty. No, you look good. Ugh. Yeah, you look a little scary at a hundred pounds. <laughs> 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 I was a little skeleton boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Goddamn. I remember that you were tiny. Mm-hmm. I ha- I had hips that would kill the <laughs> razor sharp <laughs> hips. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just rip your pants. <laughs> 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 Fucking weapons. Well. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. You down to call it? Yeah, yeah, I, whatever cool. you guys want, you know. Uh, if you guys need, if you guys want to get out of here, right <laughs> 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 yeah, you come with us. <laughs> Is that what I'm doing? We're taking you with us. You get to sit in the back of a truck. Oh no! Oh, I remember the last time you put me in the back of a truck. Oh God! What happened then? Uh, we went to an abandoned warehouse in Queen Creek. You remember that? I put you in the back of the truck. No, I got into the back of the oh. truck, but um, maybe I was in the front. But Mickey was with you, remember? And you guys... Oh, I had like a broken arm and my dad's truck, I think. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Why did you have a broken arm? Oh, I James. Oh, maybe that was that. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to the, that old abandoned... Yeah. House. Wasn't that thing the greatest thing ever? It was weird. Yeah. It's and scary. now it no longer exists. Really? It's been demolished. It's very sad. Dude, there is huge abandoned things in Detroit. I'm sure it's it's pretty cool. Splendid. It's pretty chill. Splendid. Um, but yeah, 
I'm pumped out. We did this. Are you are yeah. you gonna put that set that we recorded anywhere? What set? Last night. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Okay, Bart might put some jokes on the yeah, internet. Yeah, I did a, a stand-up set in Phoenix at my favorite spot. Catalina. Beautiful. Yeah, it was fun. Um, Dollar tacos. But yeah, check out Sun Trio. Unless Joel deletes everything. We're, <laughs> we're so obscure. Yeah. yeah. We're obscure. 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 Obscure rock. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Thank Follow you. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on all the things. Follow, them. Follow, Follow their Follow iTunes. Follow Joel. Please just do it. Lovely Thanks. people. With lovely intentions. Love you. Bye. <laughs>